You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about ending supervision. This week, we read Eight Ways Friendships Fall Apart, published today, published in Psychology Today 2021. Heather, so there are two main points we're going to cover. One, supervision ends. Right. At some point in time, everyone's acquired their hours. You've done, all the, yeah. Yeah. You've done all the necessary documentation. You've submitted all your paperwork to the board, and voila, supervision is no longer required. Mm-hmm. Then you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to make it more of like a happy, like like a celebration. Right, you like did a the, graduation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Just, I was just thinking. I hadn't when we started. I hadn't even thought of this example. Recently, in all of the many Facebook groups that I pay attention a little attention to, someone posted that they, as a, what they felt like a very seasoned counselor, fifteen okay. ish years under okay. their belt, asked for consultation, supervision, support around a topic. And felt like they were really shamed for it. Oh. And felt like, gosh, I thought that's what we were supposed to do with each other is learn from each other, mm-hmm. reach out, right. yeah, ask questions. And this person felt like they were in trouble or being shamed for it or told like. Like, why don't you, you know that? Right. Yeah. You can't have questions. You've been doing this for a long time. So I think our formal supervision ends. Right. Well, and I think there's a difference, too. I think the wording can be different. Like, yeah. I love peer consultation. That's what mm-hmm, I would call it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I often ask my colleagues if I'm tripped up or if I know that they just maybe do therapy different than I do. Like, I want their insight. So what would you do with this kind of client? Or yeah. I'm stumped. I can't get, I'm not making any progress with, this, uh-huh. you know. So I'm also thinking... Lots of people go back and get more supervision, maybe for a different specialty or certification. Right. So in some ways Mm -hmm. it might like, so we're saying there is a formal ending to the formal way that we're providing supervision towards license, licensure or certification. So there's a beginning and an ending to that, but the learning and consultation and benefiting from each other is ongoing. It has to be. Or you will be burnt out very quickly. <laughs> so you said a celebration or graduation. How do you do that? Is it is there a specific way or what does that look like? I think it's been different for all of my supervisees. I think it just depends on the relationship. And I think some relationships may stay around. They may work at my private practice for a while. They may, you know, they may be done with their hours, but I'm still in contact with them. Mm-hmm. That looks very different than maybe someone that's like launching and going elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. The thinking about all those different ways that supervisees leave or move on makes me think about, I don't know if I've given, give, told a story before when I was teaching that I had loved all the kids in my class. They were little. The principal came to my office just being, or my room, mm-hmm. just being supportive. And is there anything I can help with? Okay. And how are things going? She was really good. And uh, she sat in this little tiny kid chair while she talked to me. And she said, Every year that I've taught, there's always a kid in my class every single year that just kind of irks me or drives me nuts. And I thought, 
this lady can read my mind. <laughs> How did right. she know? Oh my God. Like, is it written on my face? How does she know? But I think that that's true about supervisees also. Right. That some of them I'm like miss or think about or like, oh, mm -hmm. they're going to be gone. My week's going to be different now. Right. And I also have some that I think, oh, we made it. <laughs> we did it. We wrapped it up. Yeah. So do you think, is that true for you? Do you yeah. have some that you look back yeah. on and you think, oh, that was fun or, right. oh, well, that was enjoyable supervision or, mm -hmm. and others that you think, oof. Right. We barely made that, <laughs> we got that done. Yeah. Let's get that signature on that paper. Right. There's been a couple that I've been like, I, actually twice this has happened where they've really almost done with their hours. Maybe they have like, you know, a hundred left or 50 left. I mean, we're talking really close and it seems like that last 50 takes <laughs> longer than all of the rest took and you're just like oh you're kind of like okay are we what what are your hours now are, oh. you, are, you, are you sure you're counting can right. i see that spreadsheet please <laughs> yeah so then what about the ones that you really enjoyed and you think oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna miss seeing them each week or right. miss yeah miss having that contact i mean i leave the door open of course because i don't i mm -hmm. hate goodbyes mm -hmm. that. <laughs> i don't do goodbye mm -hmm. but i think it is more of a like you know leave the door open if you need anything in the future, please reach out, maybe even invite them to do something. Like if I'm going to go do a training on something or go, you know, oh, yeah. like, hey, you want to meet up there? That could mm -hmm. be fun. Mm -hmm. One of them in particular, one of my very first ones, actually, she lives over in Fort Worth. And so we have very parallel lives now. She's been a counselor. I mean, a, a, yeah, she's been fully licensed for probably five years. Mm -hmm. But I don't like our paths never cross. Yeah. And just recently yeah. she reached out and she's like, hey, I'm going to this training in person. Like, yeah. are you going to do you want to go to it? And I was like, oh, I hadn't really considered it. But yeah. maybe now I'll go. Oh, that's a So are people doing in-person trainings? It's a few. Well, it's popping up. up. I bet they'll get shut down before we. <laughs> yeah. True. That's too bad. Yeah. I have something like that, that they email me and ask questions or I think I wonder, you know, try and keep up with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. or, Heather, sometimes someone decides to end supervision. Mm -hmm. I we left that kind of open-ended that so who that someone could be. Right. I have done it both ways. I have ended supervision because I was not the correct supervisor for that person. And for whatever reason, they were not able to see it. Mm -hmm. But I've also had supervisee, actually someone I'm still in contact with now that they're fully licensed, left because they were going to do a specialty that I am not in. So like she did the first maybe 1,500 hours with me, somewhere around there, and then was like, I really want to do more of this. And so she... Mm -hmm. Do you mind me asking, what did she want to go do? She got fully licensed or fully certified in EMDR, and she wanted a supervisor that was... Fully, Could do right. that with her at right. the same time. Oh, well, that makes sense. And I also really appreciate and value that. I think there are a lot of counselors and there are a lot of supervisors who would just kind of push through and figure it out and right. supervise somebody that they weren't really an expert in that area. Yeah, we had talked about it for a little while. And I was like, I really just, for what she was wanting, like some of her things that were coming up, I think EM EMDR is very valuable, but I'm not certified in it. And mm -hmm. I felt like some of the questions and the things she had yeah. needed to be deeper than right. what you could provide. Right. Yeah. So, but. Do you agree? There are some supervisors or some counselors that yeah. just kind of muddle through it or make it work and might not be the, the best right. situation. Right. So I think that's important. But mm -hmm. the ones that are the one that I can think of that I said, nope, mm -mm, this isn't working. 
it took a, a little bit mm-hmm. of coaching to say, no, really, you're finding a different supervisor. I am submitting paperwork. We are not going to be yeah. linked together anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was a different situation. But Well, so you, I think you're saying the, the first example you gave was you both agreed. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was you thought this was important and you had to kind of drag them into right. seeing it or agreeing with right. you. What about, do you, have you had anyone who just said, yep, I wanted to switch supervisors? Mm-mm, haven't. Hmm. Have you? I don't think I have. I did, as a supervisee, mm-hmm. decide that I was going to change supervisors. And it wasn't because of mm. a special thing. Right. Just I needed just decided it was, yeah. I just needed somebody different. I think, looking back on that, I don't know if me, now the counselor for, you know, I've been a counselor for a long time. If I would have handled that differently, if maybe I would have addressed it in supervision, right. and then that it maybe then would have turned into a decision that we made together, or if I would have stuck with the way I did it, I'm not sure. Yeah. I have had supervisees. Let me think. If I've had a supervisee that we agreed together, I don't know that I've had one that I think I, I we really agreed together mm. to do mm-hmm. that, to make a change. Yeah, I can't think of it. I'm trying to imagine like maybe somebody moving right, would be a good reason mm-hmm. that you end up changing. Or, oh, I did have, I had, she was already licensed and she wanted to do play therapy. Oh. And the play therapy credential really has gotten so time consuming, cumbersome, expensive. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a real commitment. And she started doing it and was really interested in it. And really wanted to make it happen, but life life happened. Yeah, and it just yeah. didn't fit. Like, to job change yeah. a little bit, and a baby, and mm-hmm. she went, okay, I'm going to have to come back to this. So uh, I think that was mutual, that we right. understood that um, it wasn't that she didn't value what she was getting, or she wasn't happy, or that mm-hmm. she, didn't, she just couldn't juggle it with the other things that she had going on right then. And she does sometimes still reach out and ask play therapy questions. Right. She still uses the skills that we worked on, but not, not working towards the licensure right now. Right. What about a supervisee that you have to help them see mm. that this is not working? I don't like those very much. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you've done all the planning ahead of time. I would believe or I'd like to believe that I have already effectively communicated. If you don't make these changes, I can no longer be your supervisor. Uh-huh. And if they continue to not make those changes, then it's not appropriate for you to stay their supervisor. The one case in particular that I had to stand my ground on was she was wanting to count hours and stay in a position at work that was not counseling. So those hours don't count as counseling. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with staying your supervisor if you're going to get clients and do counseling, but this is not. And so that was a very... She didn't agree eye to eye. And I explained that if she explained it to any other supervisor, that was not count. Like those, yes, I understand that you're working those hours, but you're not doing therapy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I do think you, you could probably find a supervisor who would uh, do anything. sign off on some of those, probably. if not all of them. But also, I mean, then we're saying, but it doesn't have to be you. Right. It doesn't have to be me. Right. I don't need be to be a do different it. kind of supervisor, different mm-hmm. supervisor. What if I was thinking... Oh, that I just completed a supervision refresher course. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at at least this person's kind of spin or take on it. They are writing a ton of remediation plans. Yeah, it seems to be. I'm not doing that, mm-hmm. but it seems to be a trend that hmm. is more popular. And I think, though, I mean, 
it made it feel like these remediation plans are not uh, life or death. Right. That they're writing them often enough or creating them often enough that they are, I mean, some of them are more serious or more kind of a final warning kind of mm -hmm. thing, but others are less serious. So then it's not as drastic a measure if you write a whole bunch of them, right. create a bunch of them. Right. But you're saying not for you. Yeah, not for me. It's not my... I've thought about it. I feel like sometimes supervisees that I ultimately end with without completing their hours, I wish that I had been more for mm -hmm. in some of that communication. Yeah. So maybe I would cons I'm considering using the a remediation plan more often. Right. And the people that you did ultimately end with, did you ever use any remediation plan? Only as I got to the very end, probably the week before we terminated, because I knew it mm -hmm. needed to be documented and mm -hmm. put into place. And I also knew she was not going to agree to it. And so it was more oh. of like a formal document to say, sure, this is what I've asked of you. Okay. Will you agree to make so these changes? So if Heather ever writes me a remediation plan, <laughs> no, you know just coming. it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, the, the end is near. Um, hmm. I think I've written one. That I, that was, I felt like very formal, very mm -hmm. serious. And it, because of what I included in the plan, the steps that I was asking, it, I gave a lot more time. Right. You're asking, them. right. But I, I think I also knew that they weren't going to agree to it. And they didn't. They ultimately right. didn't. Right. And so then it was also for the sake of documenting. Mm -hmm. This is what we said. Mm -hmm. Written down. Documentation mm -hmm. is in. Mm -hmm. So then what do you do with that? Once you, if you were to create a remediation plan and everybody decides this is it, you didn't do the remediation plan, this is what we said we we're going to do, so now we're going to do it. Where do you keep that? I keep it in their file. I keep a file of super, uh, supervision. So I keep mm -hmm. it in their file and mm -hmm. it's ready. And I mean, some yeah. other supervisor wanted to get permission to look at it. I guess yeah. they could, but yeah. I've never been asked for it. I mean, a step that you could take with the state board is that you could write a letter. Mm -hmm. Do you do that part? I haven't ever been in the situation. I mean, that was about counting hours and it wasn't anything that, mm. you know, I felt like there was no harm to a client or, you know, uh -huh. anything uh -huh. like that. So you think if there were, that would be your, like My your next line step in would the sand right. be, if it were harming a client, then maybe you would write right. a letter to the board. Right. But otherwise, you're documenting it, keeping it, and like. Right. Therapist kind of sending, sending them off to the next thing. Right. You said it like a file. Are we talking paper? <laughs> file. I do keep like things that I've written a hard copy of it because I have been burned too many times. Oh, what happened? Just computer crashes and things not being backed up and not being, you know, whatever. So with with those things. Or yeah. I also keep the, people have been like, why can't I think of the word? Summons to court. Yeah, yeah. I keep all that, like, hard copy. Subpoenaed. Right, subpoenaed. Thank you. Just because, hey, I don't know why, but. There's some things. Shows my age. Be, yeah. <laughs> There's some things that need to be in hard copy for you. Right. For me. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's a thing. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I thought of that. Yeah. So today we're also kind of relating this topic of ending supervision back to friendships. Mm -hmm. And so the article is about that friendships end. Right. And that friendships end sometimes because someone decides that they're going to end. And sometimes it's mutual and sometimes it's one-sided. Do you relate a, a supervision relationship to friendship at all? A little bit, yeah. I think that if you don't have enough things in common, mm -hmm. not just clinically speaking, I think it can make supervision different. So with 
supervisees that I see that I know are, I don't know, in a certain phase that maybe I can relate to, or I know they're trying to do things that makes it almost easier to be a supervisor. Uh But I don't know that it's necessarily a friendship. I mean, I care about that. Just it's kind of another category. Oh, it just it doesn't fit quite into any of the like. It's not definitely the not a client. client ca- right. It's not the client category. It's not exactly a friendship category somewhere. Almost a colleague, else. but not quite. Yeah. I mean, student. Well, right. earlier we talked about the supervisees that end. They get their. They meet their goal right. and they say goodbye. And the ones that you keep in touch with and you mm-hmm. want to, or others that you're like, "Whoof, okay, right." Moving get on. that. Get that <laughs> paperwork sent in. Do you think that's the difference between yeah, friendship? Like you relate right. to those supervisees in a different way when you probably when you appreciate spending time with them. Right. I think it's hard to be in a long term relationship because that's what supervision is. Yeah. With anybody, if you don't actually enjoy being around them, yeah, there has to be some level of like you're enjoying what you're doing. That I, you know, I we've talked about it before in different episodes. I don't know that I definitely didn't always think of it this way when I was talking to supervisees and kind of screening or right. helping them to screen me. I don't know that I always thought this could be like a five-year commitment. <laughs> so let me, yeah. <laughs> let me think about it through that lens that we might know each other a very long time. Mm-hmm. And do we want to know each other that right. long? Have you ever had a supervisee use the full amount of time? I think I have one currently using the full amount of time. Yeah. That it hadn't happened to me. I think maybe that's what sh- changed my right? thinking yeah. <laughs> about it. That I, I just coincidentally have had a couple in the last couple of years, handful it feels like, that just right up till the very <laughs> end used all that time. And it does. Yeah. It's a big commitment. Right. So maybe similar to a friendship, but a little bit different. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to Supervision with a Vision. We'd love to hear your feedback and we'd love to hear about any topics that you're interested in us talking about. Thanks. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.